Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, we are going to be sharing with you our five questions that you should ask of any potential coach that you might be thinking of working with. So this has come about because we obviously have conversations regularly with people who are thinking of working with us. So we've kind of recognized that there are some things that sometimes people don't know to ask, maybe don't include, and that hopefully will just give you that reassurance that the person that you are thinking of working with could be a good fit for you. So we're not going to try and cover chapter and verse of every question you could ask. We've just picked out our top five and we're going to be sharing them with you in this episode. So Pam, number one, what's our, our number one question for people to ask? So number one, what is your approach? Now, this question is really important for you to get an understanding of how the coach works, how the coach will help you and support you. And also thinking about, are they, do, do they have a client-centered approach? What techniques and tools do they use? And also maybe some things around their overall beliefs and values, just so you can get a real feel for whether that is going to be the right approach for you. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I think is really important with this. So if I think about questions that I ask of potential coaches that I'm thinking of working with, one of the things that I seek to get from asking this kind of quite broad question is just to get a feel for that person but also to get a feel for are they more purist with coaching or are they more of a mentor and we were talking before we started recording about does it matter if your coach has or hasn't got experience in the role that you are trying to do so Pam what was your perspective on that one so I think from personal experience, I do actually think that the coach should have a, an understanding of the area that you work in. And I, I, I believe that because if you have a level of understanding, you don't have to know everything. But if you've got that understanding, you can ask better questions and you can maybe peel back the layers a little bit quicker than you could if you don't know anything about that person's industry or situation I know that your view is is probably the opposite on that um not quite the opposite I think it's it's probably slightly different so I would definitely agree with you that if a coach has got experience so if if I take my example where I'm working with leaders I worked with a head of retail and because that's a role that I've done then for that client there was that 
recognition and understanding that there would be a degree of empathy, that I would understand what it was like to be heading up retail ops, that I would understand some of the complications, some of the challenges. So there is a natural degree of empathy there. But I've also coached heads of and directors in a number of other functions that I don't have the experience of. And so that, for me, comes back to is the approach that you need more centered around relatively purist coaching? So coaching being about asking you the questions, giving you the opportunity to hold a mirror up, reflect, understand more for yourself, or is there an element of mentoring involved? Because if you need a coach who has that approach where they can do some of the mentoring as well as coaching, then I would absolutely agree with you on the element of how valuable it can be that they've got that kind of industry or functional expertise. If what you're looking for is more of that purist coaching, where you're looking for you to be the one to kind of reflect and come up with solutions, and the coach to be really that kind of partner that creates that space for you to do that, then that's a slightly different thing. And there I would say, a coach that has got experience of what you're doing or what you're trying to do will potentially ask a different set of questions to a coach that doesn't have that. And I don't think one's right or wrong. They're just different. So I think the mentoring episode that we did potentially would be quite helpful if anybody's kind of like, oh, now you've thrown the cat amongst the pigeons. I'm not sure whether I need a mentor or a coach. And we'll link to that episode in, in the show notes. So how would you, if somebody asked you that question then and said, well, what's your approach? How would you answer that? I suppose in terms of of my approach, it's very much about what what the client needs at that point in time. And for me, most of my clients are, are in job search mode or looking to embark on a job search. So I kind of feel like that's why I'm swaying towards you need to have an understanding of that person's situation in order to help them best. So there's lots of career coaches out there that can help you sit you down and do a full session on what do you want to achieve next in your career? Where do you want to go? And you can you can come up with those answers. But from, from my point of view and the, the clients that I work with, it is about looking at where they are now, where they want to get to, what that looks like. They don't always know how easy it is to move. So it's about me helping them find that find that level of almost like that information and look at the options and go through what what does a move look like for them or how can we make their move easier. So it's it's about making sure that they know that I'm on their side, that it's all about them. And every single person is unique every job search is going to be unique and there's not there's no one size fits all because everybody's got different factors that come into play different personalities different ways of approaching things so it's so my approach is very much around what what does the client need at that point in time and what does what does that individual approach look like for them so how would you describe your your approach so for me, the, the way that I would answer that question is to probably make that really clear to people that I am more towards that purist end with coaching. So I 
typically work with leaders and there are kind of two areas I guess that I really love working with people around and that's helping them to shine in terms of their leadership and get noticed for their leadership but also there's a lot that I do with people around kind of their mindset their confidence their self-belief and kind of really that comes first believing that they can do it so for me that kind of functional specialism is less less of typically the challenges that people bring the things that people kind of bring to sessions with me are much more around boundaries around confidence imposter syndrome it's around things like handling conflict in the workplace having a challenging relationship with their boss or a peer or a key stakeholder so for me those situations are so unique and I can never have been in their exact situation so a coaching approach really for me is the the kind of thing that, that comes to the fore so that's yeah that's how I would answer that one and I think that kind of brings us really onto this the kind of second question that we would suggest people ask because it's kind of really a bit of what we've described isn't it with with our answers to that one which is have you got experience of working with people like me and I think regardless of whether somebody's got experience in your particular area it is really important that you work with a coach who has experience of working with people like you people who have some of the same challenges because that's how you're going to have that confidence that this coach is familiar and experienced and can support you with the challenges that you're facing so how does that one kind of come up for you how often is that a question that people ask you and and what's your response when they do yeah, so I think that that's a question that comes up pretty much every time because people want to know that I've got recruitment experience. They want to know that how many other people I've helped get a new job and what were the time scales and what did that look like and how easy would it be for them? And every I, I honestly believe that every every person is unique. Obviously, we have some similarities, but there's so many different people out there and people have different levels of experience, different skill sets. So that question comes up a lot. Like, have you got experience working with people like me? And sometimes that includes people who are neurodivergent. And there's a whole other set of things that, that come into that as well. Most recently, one of the ladies that I've been working with is ADHD and she was really kind of questioning around how will you keep me on track? How will you make sure that I do the work? It was really important for her to know that I've worked with other people with ADHD because if if I hadn't and I didn't understand that, then it might have been a bit more difficult for me to help her if I didn't know why she, maybe she procrastinated on things or why she was maybe messaging me in the middle of the night because she suddenly had some inspiration and was just plowing through all of the all of the interview prep and things like that. So I think it's it's a really important question to ask because if you want to be the first person like you to work with with that coach, that's absolutely fine. You can both learn together. But if if you need some faster results, then you might want to make sure that 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 coach has worked with people like you so they understand maybe not everything about you at that point. They will obviously get to know you and learn any any extra bits and pieces, but it, you can hit the ground running a lot faster if the coach has worked with similar or what you perceive as similar people to you. 
And I think it's often about people that have similar challenges to you. So it, it was an interesting one because I remember having a conversation with somebody who was looking for a coach uh, for a sales director. And I was really honest and said, no, I haven't coached somebody who's a sales director. I've coached people who are in sales, but not that specific role. And yet so many other things really did match my kind of typical client profile. So first time senior leader, it's a founder led company. It's a fast growing company. So lots of the things did match, but actually for that particular project, that was something that they felt was important for the coachee. So that that wasn't actually a conversation directly with the coachee. That was with the head of HR. And, and that was something that they'd identified was that they felt was really important was that somebody that had actually experienced coaching someone in that specific role. So if you're an individual and if you're having those conversations with potential coaches, I think it's about you understanding what aspects is it that are important to you. And like you say, having ADHD or being in a first time role as opposed to someone who's been in role for ages or having a challenge that they want to get a certain level of role in their job search. Those are challenges that you can kind of identify these are the challenges that I think I'm facing or that I think I need some support with. And then you can ask that potential coach, have you got that experience? Have you, can you talk me through when you've worked with someone who's had similar challenges? And that can just give you that reassurance that that coach does have that appreciation, that empathy, that understanding for the specific challenges that you face. And I think it's really it's it's that about the challenges that you face as opposed to things like your personality or your seniority. It, it's more of that empathy for your what you're wanting to achieve. That's when you want to find that that coach has got experience of supporting people to do what you want to do. Yeah, and I think that's spot on because there's so, so much involved in it because it's not always just about have they got that exact experience it's about how you feel about them and the the experience that they can talk about because as you say sometimes it might be that you get a really good feeling from someone but they've not got the experience exactly but you you want to give them a chance so I think it's always good isn't it to if a coach offers a call to talk about the services and everything that you get on that call and yeah. speak to that coach so that you can get a feel for them and in a 10-15 minute call you can really see if you do have that connection and you can you can ask them the questions and you might even want to probe further with absolutely and I, I always say that if I have a call with someone who's interested in working with me the purpose of that call is always for both of us to find out whether their challenges are something that I can support with and if so whether it will be the right fit for us to work together it's always a two-way thing and so if you get on a call and you feel like that coach is kind of being pushy or trying to sell to you then that for me is a bit of a red flag certainly when I'm choosing who's going to coach me I want that rapport I want to feel that these questions can be openly and honestly answered and that if it isn't something that that's their specialism or if they're not the right person or the fit isn't right then 
that's fine. Like that happens sometimes and we can both just decide that, you know what, this wasn't the right fit, but maybe we've had a good chat. We've got to know each other, all of that, that stuff. So yeah, yeah I think that's really key. And I think as well with that as well, you might not be right for that person, but they might want to recommend you to somebody else that maybe needs the support that you can you can provide. And I think when you're on that call, if they're not giving you the time and the space to go away and think about the conversation, if they're kind of trying to close you down on that, pay a deposit now, or let's say your card details, like you hear so many kinds of horror stories, like they're the ones with the red flags where you're like, right, okay, because you should have the time and the space to think about it. Sometimes there, there might be some time limitations on different offers and things like that, but ultimately you should be able to get off that call and then have a think about it, maybe have a chat with some other people about it and come to the conclusion that it's right for you without any kind of pressure. Yeah, and I think we're obviously both of us work with people who are self-funding, who book a call with us themselves, but equally sometimes this can be where you're within a business and you might have a choice. So you offer outplacement services where people might have the choice of who's going to support them with outplacement and with their job search. And they may speak to two or three different coaches. Same goes for me with my leadership work. And I think when you've got that as a, as a kind of internal coachee, even if you're not having to kind of pay your own money to work with a coach, you should feel in control ideally of who it is that you're going to work with sometimes that isn't the case and sometimes there's one person that's been selected and and that's the only choice but where you can I think what both of us would advocate is you'll get more from that coaching relationship if you use that kind of initial conversation with two or three different people to really get a feel for and and kind of make that decision and yeah somebody that puts pressure on you to make that decision without either having conversations with other people or without feeling like it's 100% right for you that definitely red definite red flag yeah definitely I mean I I absolutely insist that people go away and think about it because some people will like talk it through and then say yeah that sounds exactly like what I need kind of sign up now and I'm like right I want you to when we finish speaking I'm going to send you the links I want you to read through everything and then if you decide that it's still right for you then then yeah then you're more than welcome to to book yourself in and that's absolutely fine and I think I think that's the approach that we both take isn't it and you start that coaching relationship where that that person's made the right choice and you haven't railroaded them into making a decision so you've got that real right fit coaching is quite an emotional commitment when you're going to be talking about stuff where people are going to feel quite vulnerable which is the case for both of us in the work we do people have got to be committed to it and to me it serves no one's interest for us to put pressure on people to sign up if they're not yet kind of at the point where they're 100% committed whether it's because they're not 100% committed to coaching or they're not 100% committed to working with us is neither here nor there that that time and space needs to be there for people to feel like yes this is the right thing I'm, I'm excited to get into this I'm excited to start working together when can we have yeah. our first session and, yeah. and that's when it's right with a potential coach is when you're kind of getting that feeling so that said though there is then that element of how do you do some of your like due diligence for want of a better word and and really kind of delve under the skin so so far we've really talked about kind of that getting a feel for somebody, really understanding, can they potentially help you? But then 
our next question then is starting to get into the nitty gritty. And so the, the third question that we would say is, what are your training or qualifications or experience? We were, we were having a conversation before we started recording because <laughs> this is a real bugbear, isn't it? And not for the reasons that people might think. Yeah, definitely. So as coaches, we spend a lot of money and a lot of time training to be coaches. So completing the initial qualification is very time consuming. Most coaching courses will expect you to do like 50, 60 hours of one-to-one coaching and the cost is generally pretty high, especially if you're funding it yourself. So when potential clients ask what qualifications have you got? It's like, well, let me tell you about my qualifications because most coaches are desperate to share their qualifications, their training, their experience because they spend so much time and effort making sure that they, they've done the qualification, that they're doing consistent CPD to make sure that they become even better coaches and continuously moving forward and gaining more experience so when people ask you about your experience you're like yeah okay this is a great question let me let me tell you all about it and and that's that's key as well sometimes people that might not be important to people but if that's something that's important to you if you want to know that your coach has got the right credentials then it's definitely a question that you should ask and most coaches will be happy to answer wouldn't you say Absolutely. I still, like, nobody ever asked me this and I'm a bit like, oh, but I want to tell you. Wait, everybody um, needs to DM Jackie. <laughs> what have you got? What have yeah. you done? No, you're absolutely right. And I think sometimes what happens is when people are on a call with us or with another potential coach, the kind of rapport piece and kind of feeling like, oh yes, I, I gel with this person can kind of take over. And that's why I say this really is a due diligence question because people can be very convincing, but can they back that up? And yeah. I think this is the thing for us is that because we've invested so much in our own sort of personal and professional development, we're kind of in that camp where we actually want to be asked this question because we want to be able to say to people, yes, and I can back it up. And these, these are all the, you know, this is all the training that I've done. This is how long I've been working with people and, and all of that. And I think sometimes people don't think to ask this question, even if they might've intended to before, I think sometimes they kind of get caught up in that rapport and feeling like, yeah, I get on with you. I can have a really good conversation. And I think also sometimes feel people feel like this is a rude question to ask. It's kind of like maybe people feel a bit shy of asking it or a bit uncomfortable, feel like maybe they're implying or actually how qualified or how well-trained are you? And that absolutely is not how, certainly not how I would take it, not how we would take that question. And it definitely is something that I would want to know from someone that I was looking at to to work with as a coach yeah definitely and it is it's important because if you've got that qualification as a coach then you're going to be working to a certain framework and you will be able to take the client from a to b if you've not got that qualification and you've never been through the process then maybe the coaching sessions might not be as structured maybe you won't get the right level of depth that you need to move forward and to come up with an action plan within those coaching sessions so it's definitely something to consider 
And if you don't feel comfortable asking that in a phone conversation or in a Zoom, you, you can always send it in a message or an email later on or prior to the conversation. Just yeah, And I think I wouldn't rule out somebody who had not masses of training or qualifications, but had a lot of experience equally. And actually, in a lot of ways, I would probably find that more reassuring than somebody who is brand newly qualified, has got loads of qualifications, but lacks the experience. But I think it's just that reassurance when that somebody is committed to their own development, is working hard to be able to work with their clients to deliver the best results. And I think most decent coaches, all decent coaches, would have that same perspective. So just don't feel like you can't ask that question. Be comfortable asking it. Most coaches will rejoice in the fact that they're being asked because they will be grateful that finally somebody is justifying their decision to spend all this money on the qualification that they've done. Yeah. And just touching on that point where you're talking about maybe they've not got masses of experience or maybe they have, or maybe they've just done the qualification. I mean, I did mine, like it must be, I'm going to say 15 years ago. I think it is longer, but we're going to go with 15. <laughs> so the coach I was 15 years ago, I would say I am completely, well, I wouldn't say completely different, but what I would say is I'm more experienced. I've got more experience in asking better questions and probing people to get under the skin of what's going on for them. And I, I honestly do believe like once you understand that framework as a coach and you, you build on your experience, that makes you a better coach. So if you can understand someone's journey and that almost like that kind of pathway that they've they've been on, then you can make a call as to whether you feel that person is, is experienced enough to deal with what you're wanting to achieve really, isn't it? That's what it comes down to. Absolutely. So on to the fourth then. So what's our fourth question for people to ask their potential coach? Okay, so this leads on quite nicely. So what coaching model or framework do you use? And how would you, so if someone asked you that question, how would you answer that question? So I suppose if somebody asked me that question, I would just go straight into the framework that I use. So when people come to me, it's like we figure out what do they actually want to achieve? That's going to be the first thing. Um, and sometimes people actually don't know what they want to achieve. So it's about getting to that point where we, we have some idea and then we can start moving forward and then understand where you are now. And what the gaps are, is there any gaps that, that you need to fill? Can they be filled through coaching or actually do you need to go out and get that experience to be able to move forward? And then it is like, I call it a gap analysis. So like once we know where you want to get to and, and where you are now, it's it's reverse engineering it and creating like a personal development plan for yourself. And then once you've done that, then you can start looking at what are the options to move forward? And sometimes in, in my case, for some people that's a sideways move to get a little bit more experience before they take that leap up. That sideways move could be six or eight months, maybe 12 months, it could be longer, but it's an option. So we we go through all of those options so people understand what their options are because you'd be surprised how many people don't actually realize what their options are. Like everybody thinks that career progression is a, is a really straight line and you kind of go from A to B and, and that's the only way that you can go when actually it's more like a zigzag and it really depends on 
what you want to achieve as to what those options are. And then it's about creating that overall action plan to start achieving them. And sometimes the action plan needs to be broken down into really small chunks so that it's really easy to start taking the action and moving forward. So in terms of the framework that I use, it's very much based on the GRO model, but the framework is about taking you on that journey and helping you get from A to B in the easiest possible way while giving you the space to figure out exactly what it is that you want. Because a lot of people do come to work with me thinking they want one thing and actually end up going away realizing that that isn't what they want. That's what other people might want for them or that's just the the pathway they've unintentionally ended up on. And then through the coaching, they can really get under the skin of what they actually want to do and then start creating the plan to move forward. And then obviously, like once you've got the plan and you start taking action, then that for me is, that's kind of like my ideal framework. And that is how I take clients from A to B. So how would you describe yours? So mine, the the intent for my framework is always about allowing a leader to have the impact and influence that they want to have. And so mine is less of that kind of set of steps that you describe and more of, I describe it as kind of three interlinking circles. So you've got yourself, kind of who you are, what you're about, understanding yourself, you've then got that kind of self-leadership piece. And then the second piece of the jigsaw is how you lead others. So this looks at how you interact with your team, how you get the best out of them. And then the third piece is about how you build your credibility and reputation more widely within the business. So your peer influence skills, your influence with your boss, how you cope with decision-making, with uncertainty, with change management, all of those kinds of areas. And so that as a kind of framework allows us to really kind of go to where we need to go, depending upon the things that are getting in the way. So there's still that element at the start of understanding what's getting in the way of you having the impact and influence you want, And then we always start with you because you've got to understand yourself and lead yourself first. But then the challenges can be more around you and developing emotional intelligence, or they can be around your interactions with your team, or they can be around some of the stuff that's coming up within the wider business. And that's quite often there's enough areas within that that can come up. So, and I think probably what we've both illustrated with the way that we've described it is that this question really allows you to understand two things one is what are the things that typically come up in terms of the type of work that you might do together and the other is how prescriptive is that coach or how kind of I guess how how much is it that you will always cover so there are certain coaching kind of frameworks or models where you will always cover a set program and then there are others where it's more fluid and where you might spend more time on one thing and less on another and having that awareness or having a coach talk through the model or framework really opens the door to that level of understanding and my view would be you kind of always want enough structure 
that the coach has got enough of that guardianship of the process and the way that you might work together, but also enough flexibility to really tailor it to exactly what is going on for you and what you need from it. And so that's, that's what that question is really designed to get under the skin of. Yeah, and I think that is that is a really good point because you do you do need to to get under the skin and have that understanding, don't you, of the the model or the framework to know that that suits you as well. Because when the when a coach talks you through their framework, you might think, well, that's not really what I had in mind. And then you can have the conversation. Well, is there any flexibility in that? And then it might be then that the coaches will know this is the reason why we structure it in this way. And this is the outcome that you can expect by doing this. And then you might think, okay, well, I'm, I've now, now I understand it a bit better. So maybe that could be right for me. So it, it is just, it's about learning, isn't it? Everything that we do is about learning, getting the information and making the informed decisions. And I think one of the things that's quite useful to consider as well with this is sometimes coaches will use a slightly more prescriptive model if they're working with groups versus one-to-one. So it might be that the same kind of overall kind of intent or framework is there, but actually if you're working with a group, typically you have to take people through a set of steps. And if you're working one-to-one, then typically a coach can kind of tailor that more to you and give more time to the areas that are most useful and a bit less attention to the things that are not so crucial for you. So I think that can sometimes come in because group coaching can be incredible it can be brilliant when people have group programs because you get to learn from other participants as well but the so the upside can be that you can gain so much from other participants but sometimes the downside is that by nature they then have to be a bit more prescriptive and a bit more kind of okay we spend this amount of time on this and then move to this for these reasons so I think that's that's another kind of consideration that you can kind of look at if you're potentially being offered different solutions is how tailored is it to what I need and sometimes costs can come into the into play as well with that yeah definitely and I think then our final question which is is also a really good one and something that people often do worry about and it's something I get asked a lot around confidentiality and privacy so how do you ensure that that you're going to receive the level of confidentiality and privacy that you want and I suppose this is just is this something that comes up for your clients as well interestingly it's one that I think often doesn't come up at the point that people are choosing their coach but it's something that then almost if it's not being addressed can hinder people from being as open as when people are kind of into the process if they haven't got that 100% reassurance on privacy and confidentiality then it can hinder people being as open as they might otherwise be and so by asking this question up front you can really understand. Now, to me, the answer from any coach worth their salt should be that everything that is said in a session is 100% private and confidential between you and that coach. And that should be agreed between participants if it's a group program. And where sometimes I think people can be a bit more kind of cautious or uncertain is 
if, for example, they've seen coaches share kind of testimonials or things from other people and you might not feel comfortable, you might not, if you are job searching or if you are feeling a bit wobbly about your confidence as a leader, you might be apprehensive of, oh, is my coach, if I say something, is that going to be shared? And it's never, ever shared without permission. My clients, unless you as a client choose to identify yourself as a client, either during or after our work together, then there will be nothing that anybody else can identify you. Equally, if your coaching is being funded by a business, so in your case, outplacement services, in my place, at case, leadership coaching, everything we say within sessions is confidential. So as much as you might have that apprehension of is the head of HR or my line manager or somebody else going to get kind of a progress report or report back. No, they're not. And coaches, well, I certainly am very specific about being really clear. If I'm engaged by a company, we have a conversation up front. We have a three-way conversation up front that I facilitate that is then about what are we trying to get from this? What does good look like? What What is it that is causing, has, has prompted this investment for this person? But beyond that, no, back off. <laughs> and, and the manager or HR do not get progress updates or reports that covers anything that's been said. Now, sometimes what might happen within sessions, we might encourage you to go and have conversations within the business off the back of it but it's not for us to reveal that yeah and I think especially because most of my people are job searching or actively job searching that confidentiality is so important because sometimes I can be working with people from the same organization and they want to know that it's not going to get out that they're looking for a job before they've actually secured that job offer and things like that so yeah so I feel like that is is important and that is something that I do get asked quite often because of the sensitive issues around job searching and you don't want people to know that you're job searching until you've got the job offer which is absolutely fine so you and and with the testimonial things what you were talking about the testimonials are really important as well like lots of my clients don't give a public testimonial because they obviously don't want people to know either they've been working with a career coach or that that they're in the job market or whatever the the reason is they don't they don't want people to know that but then there, there are some clients that will post publicly and say yeah I'm happy happy for you to share that and it's just whatever works for you whatever you're comfortable with and the coach should be happy to to support that decision absolutely yeah I think that is really just fundamental to being safe in that coaching relationship knowing that you can say whatever you need to say within that conversation and that it won't go any further is so so important so yeah again another red flag if there's any kind of quibble or doubt about whether that will be 100% confidential. And and to be fair, I think that's one that coaches generally would have exactly the views that we've got. I don't feel yeah. like we're unusual in any way, shape or form. I think sometimes people just are a little bit worried about that and hold back from being completely open because they haven't asked that question. So I think it's really just, you shouldn't get any kind of shock or surprise when you ask that question, but it's just about you having that peace of mind and really having that reassurance before you make that selection that that person is going to guard your privacy with their life. 
hopefully those questions will be useful. So whether you are looking to work with a coach yourself, whether you're looking to fund that yourself or whether potentially you might be in that situation where work are going to fund a coach and you've got maybe two or three to have conversations with, hopefully that will give you a really useful steer on those things to ask each of those coaches to help you make the right decision for you. So thanks for listening as ever please do get in touch we will pop our links so if you do want to if you are thinking of working with a coach and you'd like to book a call with one of us we'll pop those links in with the show notes and if there is any topic that you would like us to cover then just dm us let us know we're always looking to make sure that what we're talking about is really relevant to you so please do don't be a stranger and just drop us a message and we will catch you on the next episode so thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time